Hello to another issue of Optics Save Debates. Welcome. My name is Theodore. My name is Tadej. Hello. And today we are going to discuss uh, basic features of all products which are listed into the category of uh, thermal binoculars. This is a uh, at the moment, now we are in 2018, it's quite limited. There are only a couple of models, but I think in the future many producers will produce uh, thermal optics, uh, thermal imaging devices uh, in a form factor of a binocular. So today I know you uh, been in our team uh, brainstorming and so on, so we talked about these devices and I think you gathered the most uh, common questions regarding uh, this topic. Well, as you said, Theodore, uh, there are not quite many of thermal imaging binoculars so far. Mm -hmm. uh, we have this Pulsar Accolade XQ38 and XP50. Yeah, this is the hit of 2018. Yes. Yeah, it's and quite uh, popular also, device. some ATN also, also manufactures some uh, thermal imaging binoculars. There are also others, yeah, uh, the also Canadians, others. the um, uh, General Starlight mm -hmm. uh, Corporation, uh, and uh, they are couple of them but usually they're really really expensive so yes. Pulsar and ATN at the moment are the only two producers which came down with the prices so that uh, their products are really interesting for the civil market yes and well for this particular reason because this uh, this uh, this sort this types of thermal imaging devices are not so familiar the customers mm -hmm. are not so familiar with uh, I'd like to ask you how do we actually define uh, this very unique devices so far well, basically, this is a normal thermal imaging device, uh, like there are, let's say, the monoculars or scopes mm -hmm. or clip-on devices also. Uh, the only difference is that you're using them with both eyes, not only with one eye. So there are many theories what is better, because we know that all of these devices at the moment uh, have quite bright displays. So most of the people say, okay, when I look at the display, my uh, eye pupil dilates, so it goes apart to 7 millimeters because there is a lot of light. And then when I remove the, uh, the thermal imaging device from my eyes, and usually we use them in, in pitch black and during the night, uh, then it's hard to see anything, anything with a normal plain eyesight. So usually people say when you're using them only on one eye that this is problematic because you need some time to adopt that both eyes are looking at the same uh, the same way, so this is the re this is I would say the main problem that binoculars solve, because then both eyes are equal because you look into the display with both eyes, so both eyes are of the same diameter, the exit uh, the eye pupil pupils, and this helps you a lot because your that feeling of accustoming one eye to another to the to the uh, ambient lighting conditions and so on is gone because then both eyes are are doing the change mm -hmm. uh, normally the minus of, of binoculars is that they are heavier they are uh, bigger and more expensive even though if you look inside of the device i would say i'm almost certain that they are completely the same in technology compared to to scopes to monoculars uh, the reason for it is that these devices only have two displays or one display and a, a group of prism, prisms which give you the image on both two eyes of the same display. But usually 
nowadays it's probably cheaper to make just a device with two displays instead of one. Uh, so at the end, the, bigger dif the biggest difference is how you see the image. Mm -hmm. And some people prefer to observe the image with both eyes, since this is our normal, natural way. We always look with both eyes. So we also think that the image which we are observing with both eyes is far more pleasant and uh, more natural. And this is something what binoculars and thermal imaging uh, category are solving compared to monoculars. Normally there are users who say, okay, I use the monocular on one eye and then I put the riflescope, conventional riflescope on the another eye and they can do the transition faster. So mm -hmm. they look and then they shoot immediately. With, with binoculars you need a couple of seconds so that the eyes adopt. Adapt, yes. Uh, adapt, yeah. And, but it's all, it's, everything is the matter of taste. Mm -hmm. uh, apart from that, there are not many differences compared to, to normal monoculars. Same lenses, same sensors, same software, same displays. At the moment, in 2018, 18, most of the sensors are either 380 something, 388 by 284, or 640 by 480. Mm -hmm. uh, the displays are quite similar. There are not many devices that will have a bigger displays. Um, only the most expensive on the civil market have a display of 1260 by 800 mm -hmm. um, but they're really really expensive um, they work in a way like every thermal imaging device they detect um, heat so that means that you need, don't need any illuminator they work equally during the day or during the night they have really really long extension uh, detection ranges so if you compare them com uh, to conventional night vision optics. With conventional night vision optics it's really really hard to see anything past 300 meters. Mm -hmm. With uh, thermals you can detect a warm object or a warm animal also on 2 kilometers. Also I think the, um, the, um, the definition of the picture inside the thermal imaging binoculars, it, the, it, mostly in the thermal imaging, gets better and better over yeah, the yeah, years. Yeah. Well, in the last five years it was a revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, the pixel size is shrinking, mm -hmm. so both of these two devices have uh, 17 microns, big pixels. Mm -hmm. We are already see, seeing devices with 12 uh, microns uh, pixels, so that the definition and the resolution is even better. And uh, I think this is the future. I think that most of the devices in the future will be like this. Mm -hmm. um, with binoculars, what is also with thermal binoculars, what is interesting that some models, like this for instance, the Aquilate, and some others also, uh, they mimic the functioning and handling of a conventional binocular. So they have a focusing ring in the center between the eyepieces. They have normal eyepieces where you can set the interpopulary distance with them. Mm -hmm. So, so like a very this. cool solution. Yeah, yeah, because you need well, such a high quality device. Mm -hmm. you need, uh, variable interpopulary distance. Uh, they have normally on both eyes, uh, because you have two sensors, you need the optical compensation on both eyes. Uh, and normally focusing here. Everything else it's roughly the same like on the monoculars. Basically these are all the basic features which are there on yeah. thermal imaging monoculars. I'm sure that you viewers, you already seen a couple of videos which explain what thermal imaging is. We also have separate videos like what the calibration modes are. So 
every minute or something like that the, the picture freezes in some of these devices when they need to recalibrate the functioning. Mm -hmm. uh, we also define what is the sensor size, what is the, what is the pixel size and how it affects the image quality. Uh, sensor resolution, display resolutions, we have videos for, for every this term. Uh, so the only thing what goes into this debate today is that uh, how you I would say how, how you see the image in a binocular and not in a monocular. So mm -hmm. this is the main difference. Well, for which field of use would you say that uh, these devices are suitable for, to use for? Well, I would say definitely hunting, uh, surveillance, uh, security sector and normally military and police also. Mm -hmm. uh, this in our shop, majority of all users are hunters. Mm -hmm. um, even though we have to say like with all normal thermal imaging devices, also with binoculars, you have problems um, to assess the trophy of let's say red deer or similar animals, since the trophies are usually cold. So and with, with thermals you only see what's hot. So normally you also see all the shades and so on. Yeah. So you are able to assess the trophy if the, if the animal is close enough. Let's mm -hmm. say with XP50, if the animal is, let's say, 100 meters or something like that, you will be able to judge the trophy. But if it's 200 or 300 or 400 meters away, you're still able to see this is a deer, you're able to see the animal and so on. But it's going to be really, really hard to, to really see the trophy really well because the trophy is cold. So basically you, uh, you sacrifice a bit of a recognition on the target for, yeah. a, for a distance. Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe you sacrifice a little bit, you gain detection range and you, you sacrifice a little bit of the details of, of uh, what night vision gives you. Uh -huh. So in use it's always good to combine, let's say, to combine a normal uh, thermal binoculars and let's say a classical um, analog um, night vision clip-on. Mm -hmm. This is, I would say, the perfect combination. Yeah, because these devices are, we can say, brand new in 2018 uh, from Pulsar, of mm -hmm. course, and uh, our customers are interested how they fare with um, how they fare regarding the price mm -hmm. with the thermal imaging uh, monoculars. How, what's the price ratio? Uh, the price ratio is around 600, 700 euros more. Mm -hmm. I would say from 700 to 1,000 euros more. So you pay for the additional screen. You pay for the additional uh, eyepiece and normally different housing and so on. So it's a little bit more because you have two eyepieces, two displays and so on. Mm. Um, normally these are still expensive devices but their capabilities are quite astonishing. If you never tried the thermal binoculars, I would really suggest that you do and you will see how they work and you will probably be quite astonished if That's you're a hunter and if you want to see how it works. Uh, what about the magnification ranges of these devices? Well, they are all, most of them they come with uh, some analog magnification which is uh, standard, so it depends on the lens and on the sensor. Uh, they usually start around three times, four times, and then they have digital magnification from then onwards. So you go into the menu and you raise the magnification uh, digitally on the display. Yeah, I think the Pulsar says this a this is a digital digital zoom. As yeah, far as digital I know. zoom. It goes on the on a smaller model. I think from three to eighteen or something like yeah, that. On a bigger like model, from four to 
20, I think. Actually, Maybe I'm wrong, I, I'm, I apologize. So, but the basic principle is that you're just magnifying the image digitally, so with a, when you're raising the magnification, you usually lose a little bit of quality. So it's not like with an analog uh, magnification, uh, with analog optical devices. Mm -hmm. uh, here you, I would say, up to 10 uh, times magnification, it's okay, because then you have four analog and then digital, you go up to 10, it still works well, everything above, it's a little bit less uh, useful. The image quality is not mm -hmm. on the appropriate level. Uh, all, of, yeah, all of the, I take it, all of the thermal imaging devices have, uh, are basically digital, not analog. Is that yeah, correct? Anyway, it doesn't, analog doesn't exist, <laughs> at least on the serial market. Yes. What about yeah. with these devices uh, regarding the illuminators? You mentioned they don't have illuminators. Is this they the case with all devices? Yeah, all thermals, they work with the, with the detecting of heat, so they don't need any illuminators or anything like this. They are coming the fusion devices where, where <coughs> manufacturers will combine thermal and night vision channels. Mm -hmm. Those will have the illuminator for the night vision channel. Uh, and <coughs> what is also true that, you know, with, with uh, um, analog night vision devices, it's always a problem if you use them by mistake or accident uh, during the daytime, when there is bright daytime uh, um, sunlight, mm -hmm. you can damage them. With, with thermals, this is not a problem. Thermals, they work the same way, either during the day or during the night. Mm -hmm. So this is a big advantage of thermals. I also know that um, the latest 2018 Swarovski L, uh, L range, I think this mm -hmm. one, which has the laser range finder installed. Uh, will this also be the case with uh, thermal imaging binoculars? Will they also feature a laser range finder? Sooner or later, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Pulsar is already uh, promoting their accolades with a laser range finder built in. They will be available at the end of this year. This is, at least this is the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I also think in the future, let's say 10 years from now, all thermal binoculars will probably have the laser range finding capabilities. The reason for it is that uh, with thermal imaging, sometimes it's hard to assess the correct distance. So most of the objects which you're observing, if you compare the image impression when you're looking <coughs> through the thermal binoculars or your plain eyesight, you will have an impression here that the animals and objects are further away. So this is the reason why they're starting to integrate laser rangefinders into them so that you're able to measure the distance mm -hmm. and know correctly. Uh, most of, of the devices already have the, um, I would say, alternative mode of um, assessing distances. And this is, you have a, you can choose between three different uh, animals. Uh, and I think it's hare and wild boar and red deer. And you can you have two lines for their height so when you're observing an animal uh, with the help of the menu you put one line where the the ground is at the animal and then the another line uh, to its back to its height and then the device will assess the distance to to the animal mm -hmm. it's highly unreliable method because normally animals are different sizes and also it's hard to be really precise and so on uh, so, I, I, my personal opinion is that uh, laser range finding capabilities will 
really upgrade the potential of this device. Yeah, I think so too, because you have to take into the account that with thermal imaging Q, you can observe to the distances up to 2,000 thousand, two thousand kilometers. Without a problem, man. Yeah. You're able to detect uh, warm objects at two kilometers, so mm. 1.8 kilometers without a problem, man. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Well, I think these are all the questions. I hope so. If you forgot something, just shoot us an email or use comments below. And if you like the video, if you gained any valuable information, uh, please subscribe. Take care. Bye.